the intro song. We're singing along, drinking beer, and talking about politics. Uh, Henry and Hops, politics and beer. Adventures and thoughts for your ear holes to hear. So let's have a brew, maybe just three or two, perchance discover new shit that we never knew. So come along. That's the end of our song. Yeah. Oh, that actually is the end of... That's it. Uh, we just talk culture and shit. All right. Let's start. Should I take you off? I'm going to uncork this beard. Yeah, I'm going to open this beer. All right, you're off speaker. Okay. Hey, what's up, hey, buddy? Hey, guys. Um, I'm great. Uh, no, I'm good. What's up with you? Why's that? Why am I good? I don't know. Everything's like in life is pretty good. But why is it because of me? Can't really complain. What? Why is it because of me? What do you mean, why is it because of you? You said, I'm good because of you. Oh, I said, I'm good, how are you? Oh, but, you know, It could be because of you, too. Yeah. Because because we're doing this podcast. I mean, that's a good reason to be happy. Yeah, little. okay, that's, that's what I thought you were going with that. Sorry, I was getting excited. Um, yeah, cheers, you just cracked a beer? Yeah, and I just tasted it. It's, a, it's pretty awesome, man. I'm going to taste mine, too. Mm. I was worried it was going to be, like, too dark. Mm. Mm. Uh, just for the record, I'm I'm drinking the High Westified Imperial Coffee Stout Lagunitas. What's the first Scarcity. part? Say that again. High Westified. Do you know High West? The like rye and no. uh, bourbon. They they make um, whiskey. It's a uh, so this is their Imperial Coffee Stout, which Lagunitas makes pretty widely available. But it's aged in High West rye barrels uh, mm. until bottled and capped. Uh, it's a little more alcoholic, but also it it has it's a little more mellowed out, I would say, because I've had the coffee stout before, and my worry is that it was going to be a bit like that. I don't remember what it's called, but it has that like uh, dog on the front, I think. Right, right. Mm. Am I wrong lot, about that? A lot of them do. We mean Lagunitas. Yeah. Yeah, a lot yeah, of those it ones has have on the that. front. Um. All right. Yeah, well, but anyway, go. this one this one's particularly good. So it's funny, now that you say that, I didn't know what the High Westified mean, but then it struck me when you just told me, because I was looking at draft menus today um, on some downtime, because I was determined to find, so it's a little of a long story, but it'll come back to that. Um, I was determined to find the Waldo Special Ale that you told me about, the test got, our friend test got on, uh, on uh, 420, right? Mm-hmm. Mm. So I went to my local BevMo, which usually have all the new releases and whatever else. They were pretty good. Uh, they are very corporate and chain, but they have a huge selection, and they're very close. So that's my excuse. Um, <laughs> and the prices are quite reasonable. Um, but I went there looking for it, and they didn't have it. And then I looked it up afterwards, went outside, and uh, turns out it's only on draft. So... Oh, really? Yeah, so that's what that's what brought me to the internet this today, looking up draft lists. I went to Lagunitas website, look at where they were serving it in the city, or where they had distributed it to at least. Um, and say, it's, it's at like a good 20 bars at least probably in San Francisco. But they all tapped on 420, and it's now the 22nd, so presumably... See, that's only- what we, we got there. Yeah, we were there the night of 420, so that it was that day. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure how long it existed after that because they only, but usually buy like one cask of or or one keg of things. Right. This this bar that we go to. Yeah. Well, I'm presumably only, everywhere only got one keg, but 
when I was looking at draft lists and looking at Lagunita specifically, I did see something high westified. Um, mm. Either it was that one that you're drinking right now or something else, but that's great, man. So, initial thoughts? I like I I like it a lot. I, I think it's a lot better than the regular Imperial Coffee Stout. It was very much worth. I only paid ten dollars for it. What? Which I feel like for the for a twelve percent is pretty good. Yeah, that's. I mean, and it's kind of special sounding. So it's a little sweeter. Well, yeah. Bourbon barrels, right? Am I wrong? Right. Rye barrels. Rye barrels. Well, rye whiskey. Rye whiskey, though. Yeah, it, and it's a it's a pint and six ounces. You know, it's the big one. Yeah, yeah, twenty two, right? Yeah. 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 Yep. Yep. I think I think it's uh I think it's very much worth the, worth the price uh and very drinkable which is always my you know stouts are are either really good and calm or sometimes they can be biting and I'm not a big fan of like bitter stouts. Mm. Well, I usually, think if I'm drinking a stout I want it I want it to be relaxing. Well, I feel like when you're getting into the Imperials then it's very rarely going to have any type of significant bite just cuz uh, you know the booziness requires a certain level of sugar to get up that high right yeah but if like that happens a lot when it's like uh oatmeal or um you know like chocolate based maybe but like coffee a lot of times tends to be very acidic i think oh that's true forgot it was coffee and i and and i and i think that sometimes uh like i think the rye on this one kind of calms the coffee bite in some Mm. ways do you think you get any caffeine buzz that's something i've always wondered about coffee beers is there like any is my, my assumption is that there's not a significant level of actual coffee to the extent that you'd actually... Anything close to, obviously, like a cup of coffee. I mean, that's obvious, but even like, you know, tea or something like that. Yeah, I do wonder. I don't know. I don't know. Um, I would... Uh, we'd have to look into that. Yeah, I, go ahead. And, I yeah. doubt it would affect... I doubt it would affect it that much, but it's definitely in there. That being yeah. said, a lot of people drink coffee at the end of like meals where they have beer and so on and so oh, forth. Yeah. If, if you mix if you mix it lightly, if you're not like drinking too much, that shouldn't really be an issue. Well, I wasn't trying to proclaim it was an issue. We'll we'll get the intern on that for sure, Steve. Yeah. Fucking Steve, dude. You I definitely to, I definitely drink a lot of coffee though. Oh yeah, me too. Have you seen Steve, dude? Who's Steve? Oh, he's our intern. I hired him the other day. Sorry. Well, I don't know about Steve, man. He sounds all right. Well, Shout out to Steve. Well, I hope that he's at least listening because he did not come into work today. Um, oh, but I told him he could work out of both uh, both offices, both yours and mine. So uh, maybe all he's, right, well, he's man, in transit. Here, all right. Well, here's the deal. You need to talk about what beer you drank because we're 10 minutes into this episode and we got a lot to deal with. So all right, let's get started. Moving on. Hopefully Steve makes it there safely. Whatever. So I'm drinking this new beer from Deschutes. You might be familiar with it. They made a big East Coast campaign, I think, last year. I'm sure you know it, right? Which one? The shoots. Yeah, but which Le Chouf? Okay, no, not not Le Chouf. The shoots Brewery from Oregon. Oh no, I I don't know them, and I don't know what you're talking about. Oh really? Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. That's How okay. do you spell that? D-E-S-C-H-U-T-E-S. Oh, Deschutes. Yes, no, I do know who they are. I'm sorry. I couldn't hear what you were saying. Sorry. I apologize to everyone. I know our listeners are probably like, these guys are such idiots. I think it's because, yeah, yeah, it's because my phone that I'm talking to you on is hella far away. Um, Anyhow. Well, maybe you should move it closer. Yeah, I just did. 
Um, so Deschutes, they make like, you know, they make a mirror pond pale ale, I think is one of their, you know, standbys. Uh, they make a, an IPA, they make a, you know, a chain breaker, I think is their white IPA they do seasonally, you know, and they have good East coast distribution. It's, it's a solid, um, Oregon brewery that has national distribution. I would compare it to something like, uh, Uh, no, it's a bad, it's a bad, you know, it's kind of like Sierra Nevada level, only smaller, like in terms of like the quality, like it's better than certainly like any of those, uh, InBev partially owned like Widemere, Pyramid, all those ones. Is Pyramid? Is but it's very, but it's a for, it's like an affordable everyday drinkable it's like, option. It's like one step above full sale. Do you have that out east? I think we have it. I, I feel like I've seen it once or twice, but I don't know where. It might it might not have been here for all yeah. I know. Or like Widmere, right? It's not it's not common for sure. Yeah, anyhow, but. sorry, I don't even know. It, it's it's a good it's a good brand. But what's interesting is they do um some some like specialty beers as well. I mean not to say that but their mainstays are pretty mainstay, but then they do some interesting stuff. Um one of which that's become a, a year round offering is called Fresh Squeeze IPA. Have you seen that at all? Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. Nope. Oh, okay. Nope. It's called Fresh Squeezed IPA, and it's like a good, um, really like floral, citrusy, uh, like just like kind of exactly what it sounds like, like fruity, 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 fruity IPA, which is right up my alley. It's great. It's a little bit more expensive. Sounds great. Yeah. It's it's just awesome, and it's great. They made it year round. It's like six and a half, so it's kind of sessionable. <laughs> I sound silly. It's like on the that. high end of sessionable. I mean, it's funny that at least even... for an IPA, isn't right. an IPA? Yeah, it is. Is it a pale ale? It's an IPA. Yeah, I was just making sure I meant. Yeah. And, um, but then this one that I just got at the store recently, um, I hadn't seen it before. It's in their series, which is the same one they call all their, like, specialty ones. It's called the Bond Street Series, an original public house ale named after the street mm-hmm. where their brew pub is at. Um, anyhow, it's called Pine Drops IPA. And the story is so funny. I gotta, I gotta read this to you. Ready? Yeah. This is oh, yeah. the description. This is at least what constitutes the description on the side of the bottle. In the open forest surrounding the Pine Drops Trail, there stands a rare tree. A pine that, instead of sap, drips a crisp, light-bodied golden ale. An irresistible hop-forward IPA crafted with Chinook and experimental hops. And if you don't believe this story, just take a sip. Pine Drops IPA. <laughs> there you go. Sounds uh, mythical. Yeah, so it's kind of exactly what it sounds like, actually. And it's funny because it's after... Is that good? Well, well, here's the thing, right? It's, it's tasty, certainly, and it's a good IPA. And I appreciate all good IPAs. But after I tried it, I was like, oh, wait, of course. It's like... I don't, like, love, love it just because it's the kind of IPA that I've moved away from a little bit. The bitter, piney ones. Well... You can be piney without being bitter, but let me taste it again. So you think it's more like a torpedo kind of thing? Hmm. It's it's not objectively not to bitter. Not torpedo, but no. Everybody says that it, Nevada. Everybody says that about torpedo that it's so bitter. I never really got that. I never really saw it as that terribly bitter. Um, this one. I'm de- kind of on that team. I'm not. I'm. I like it. I like it sometimes, but it's it's piney bitter mm. not citrusy bitter well this guy is like 
it's very piney, but then it has that feeling where you have like the dry kind of smack in the upper upper mouth of your upper part of your mouth, you know? Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. But that's my, good. That's good though. I find that refreshing. I like that part. But it's bitter. It's like bite you up there. Yeah, but that's like the part of the IPA I enjoy. Like I feel like a, a like the Waldo, for example, that that Tess did have that I got to try a little bit of. That it, it tasted like um, like it was like a ten point five. I think. What yeah. Was it? Do you know? Yeah, it is. It was like and. 11, uh, I think. But and it was definitely hoppy with a little citrus. It was mostly citrus with a little pine. Mm-hmm. But it was it was so subtle. It only hit on like the back notes, so you got a lot of sugar up front, and then it just went like refreshing. Like it hit the palate, you know. And mm. I felt like that was it. I'm gonna get some tomorrow if we're still around. Yeah, yeah. I hope so. Um, all right. Well, uh, do we? Do we, should we? I don't know what the format of today is. We didn't really decide if this was going to be like a full episode or a mini, but we kind of are under some sort of time constraints. So, do we want to like talk about some random stuff first, and then talk about our main subject, which is the uh, Republican presidential candidates? Yeah, the nascent or, uh, nascent field of them. That is. Or or, uh, or uh, do you want to like do you want to kind of get to like random stories at the end and like just deal with this up front? Well, I'd like to just keep it relatively efficient, and uh, if you got any interesting random stories, I'd love to comment, and then maybe move pretty quickly on to uh, some Republican motherfuckers. How's that sound? Okay, well, I have one random story, so I'll save that in case there's none, but there are two just uh, updates on a previous podcast we did, because uh, I don't know what order these are coming out in, but I know this one's coming out after the one that this relates to. So in a previous podcast, we have talked about uh, InBev's ad uh, with the – it was in our Super Bowl podcast. Uh, We talked about the InBev ad uh, against uh, craft beer. Remember? Yeah, Yeah, it was great. And and we talked – The great ad. It was so funny. First of all, in a very direct way – there, there are two things I want to talk about in response to things that we talked about in that episode. The first thing is that in a very direct – response to the uh the ad several um breweries have started making uh peach pumpkin ales really uh, several craft breweries yeah um and uh they hold on oh crap i just lost the story i don't know what to do with it um it's all right we'll tell it from your memory sorry sorry we'll 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 edit this part out there'll be no. like a little delay here no we won't we're gonna keep rolling Okay, Bell Bell's Brewery uh, is making pumpkin peach beer, <laughs> as well as um, where are the other ones? Uh, Smokehouse Brewing Co. in Columbus, Ohio, and Griffin Claw Brewing Company in Birmingham, Michigan, uh, are all making are all making beers in response. Um, and and Sam Adams have made uh, have made some ads in response. Apparently, too, I haven't seen these yet. But there is like a national response to the ad, and it's interesting. Uh, I I don't know if it's what Budweiser intended in terms of how much attention it's drawn to them, but maybe that's exactly what they wanted in some ways. You know? Yeah, that's an interesting point. Maybe I mean they're they're not idiots. Also, it's about to get really loud on my end of things because my dog is gonna come all up in this bitch. So. That's all right. Whatever. Oh, there dogs she is. are cool. Yeah, dogs are cool. I just 
they're loud. Which is all my face trying to lick it. Yeah, hey, but that's Lucy. all right. Whatever. Yeah. We can have a dog dog guest appearance. Yeah, dog Lucy, interview. What do you think about that Super Bowl ad? You were probably here. Oh, she's tired. She went. To the, she just got back from the beach. Oh, she well loves then going, maybe not. She loves. All right. Well, the, the other, the other. What's well, If you have more to say about the dog, go ahead. I'm sorry. No. I don't mean to drop. I just was saying. Um, she, she likes to take herself to the beach. She goes and plays around. Sometimes she goes for a quick swim. Then she comes home. It's pretty chill. Sounds pretty chill. Yeah. I want a dog. I wish oh, we had yeah. space for you, a dog. You do have to get a tiny little dog, though. Yeah, well, that's where we're going to move. But oh, anyway. Ac- actually, no, wait. Hold on. Before we go, I got something to say about the dog. So today, I purchased, or a couple days ago, I purchased something, and then it finally came today, and I'm super excited to try it out. It's basically a device that allows you to bike with your dog uh, a safe distance away from said bike. And you can finally actually tire your dog out. It's incredible. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm excited to use it. I'm gonna do it tomorrow morning. How, how does it keep afternoon. the dog at a safe distance? Is it like sort of like a pole? Yeah, it's like a metal pole that then internally has like a spring-loaded. Um, well, it's a spring actually, a spring-loaded spring, um, with a short leash. Um, the only problem is that my dog is, I think, a little smaller than the average for the for the size thing. So I gotta get a little like rope attachment leash thing that goes from the, that that one to her collar to keep it all yeah, safe. Yeah, you don't want to choke the dog. Yeah, I don't want to like drag the dog along. <laughs> all right, it's just for two legs. It teaches you how to walk, Lucy. Good girl. Yeah. yeah. All right. Um. Anyhow. Uh, the other the other thing I wanted to say just about the InBev story before we move on from that. Uh, there's there's a we were talking in that episode if you remember about like uh, InBev's control of um, Goose Island. Yeah. And um, how they had just bought a lesion. And they right. were saying that they weren't really involved in either company. They were just kind of acting as the big brother. Right. Well, one of Elysian's uh, head oh, yeah, brewers and this, founders, yeah. uh, Dick, uh, Dick Cantwell, uh, resigned right. uh, from the company because he said, I'm a craft brewer, and however you cut it, AB has been extremely courteous through all of it, presenting exciting opportunities to me and my brewing folks, but I can't do it. He just basically said, like, it's not, it's not a... It's not for me. Like, it's this is he quote said this is not the outcome I'd hoped for, but I'm trying to make the best of it because he apparently like could not get along with the decisions that were being made for the brewery um, by the other two founders and InBev, which means that InBev was having some direct contributions that he felt like it wasn't craft beer anymore. Yeah, but also it's all, I agree with what you're saying, but it also was only made possible probably by the other owners, right? What do you mean? Well, if, if, if it was going in direction that universally all of the owners and this guy all disagreed with, then it wouldn't have probably happened. But the fact, the fact is it sounded like other people involved in the company got um, swayed you know, by InBev or not. Maybe it was there. You know what I mean? My point is that he was yeah. – even internally he was on the losing side, even within the brewery itself. Yeah. And I'm yeah. and I'm I don't necessarily what I'm saying is that InBev can only be responsible for part of the blame, right? No, I'm not I'm not saying InBev is to blame, in fact. I I just wanted to say that like it does call into question that that whole debate uh, which which 
you know, InBev has been in about how they're managing their craft breweries when, number one, they're insulting craft breweries on, on a larger level with Budweiser's well, ad that campaign. that was just and such then, a fucking miss. I don't even know about that. Okay, sorry, go ahead. No, no, and, you know, you're exactly right. And then, and then like I said, like, like what they're doing in terms of their control of the companies, which, like, I feel like Goose Island, I don't think they've gotten... I, I, has their exposure gone up a lot since Budweiser's involvement or since I mean InBev's involvement? I'm sorry, I keep using the words interchangeably. They're not, they're not the same thing exactly. It abs- there are different. Are you asking me that question? Because the answer is absolutely. You you think they've you think their profiles expanded exponentially? In terms of their visibility in the public sphere, is that what you're asking me? Their commercial yeah. like recognition record recognizability no question yeah. dude let me ask you this have you had you ever seen a tv ad for goose island before they bought them i haven't seen any tv ads for them but i just got cable so i might have been outside the loop even on like hulu or uh well just hulu i guess or amazon no i've never seen a goose island ad oh my god dude their whole tagline is it's specifically for their ipa which i'm not sure if you've seen in the grocery store or whatever has a different completely different yeah, branded that- that Bottom. I have seen. It's the it's the other beers like the Matilda and the Pepe Nero and stuff, which still exist that are like Sophia. That I, that I just haven't seen any other beer get get a marketing push besides that IPA. And I don't know if that's like because they want to make a stalwart so that they can make those other beers, or if it just they're they're just trying to like mass produce one at a time. Well, I think I've also seen an increased visibility. Certainly not in any advertising campaigns, but just in terms of distribution of Sophie. And Matilda and all the the whole uh, you know uh, wine bottle series that they do, um, and in a lot of ways in their bourbon the bourbon co- county or is it bourbon country bourbon county right? I think it's bourbon county. Yeah, bourbon county I south had, series. I haven't had it in a long time. Yeah, like that is still highly coveted. That is still yeah. very 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 highly respected as far as I know. Maybe I'm on the tail end of that, but. It's still no. You're exactly tasty, right. Man. But that's but that guess that's why I, I question their involvement. Like I, I question how much they've had to do with them and and this whole like like when we we talked about that in the last episode, it did seem like we concluded that like InBev, it, it, what they did wasn't wasn't cool with this ad. But like it seemed like they were like not doing anything terrible for Goose Island so far. Um, and and it seems like that for Legion. I mean, so far they haven't done anything with Legion. As far as we know, but in yeah. the long run, this this is like the first sign that there may be other things going on. If 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 there's any signs at all. Well, so here's what anyway. I wanted to say though. The you okay? And I didn't get my point though about the uh, Goose Island uh, ad. It's it's a uh, we don't want to be the only beer you drink. We just want to be the best beer you drink. That's that. That's their slogan. You know what? I have seen that ad. <coughs> I totally lied. I remember now. Uh, like it, I think it was right after we got cable that I saw that ad, and I was like shocked about it because I was thinking about the fact that they said we don't want to be the only beer you drink. Cause uh, Budweiser, I think that even that craft beer ad kind of suggested the same thing. There's like a couple ads they've had where they've suggested that they like want to be like the main beer you drink, not like you can drink craft beer from time to time, but most of the time just drink Budweiser. Oh. You're saying that it was notable to you because it was it seemed to go against the grain of the general thesis that they were putting out there previously. 
Well, yes, but I feel like now they're putting out ads that are more, like, symbiotic, that they're trying to, like, establish this relationship where, like, you buy Budweiser when you go out to, like, a, a sporting event or a bar or whatever it may be, but, like, you have, like, craft beers, like, at home or, like, in on special occasions with friends, you know what I mean, like, for a tasting. I, I have no idea what this, what the ad campaign is or what the idea of taking over the entire beer market to sort of, like, engineer a... Uh, uh, a market balance that's falsely diverse. Is. Well, here's something funny for you too. And like, I, while I appreciate that beer is one of the few, um, really the only type of like inebriate that can be within the for the same consumer, generally uh, low class and high class. And I think that more you know has started in our generation where. Well, it's the hipster thing, too. Like, you can drink a Budweiser, and you can then turn around and drink a Hennepin or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, that is totally legit, and that's something that I practice on a, you know, not daily basis, but not infrequently. Um, yeah. But if you think about that, like, wine, to a certain extent, yeah, you get a cheap bottle of wine, then you get a nice bottle of wine. But again, that's, I think, only recently become more acceptable. You get the two-buck chuck for the fucking picnic, and then you get, like, a nicer bottle but no not even two buck chuck yeah uh, but you don't really <clears throat> you wouldn't drink that on a personal level that's only like that's that's when you're sharing with a, a, a larger amount of people like even even two people that seems like you know what i mean even, like you can't I'm over it yeah yeah like you can't drink a cheap bottle of wine and then an expensive bottle of wine between two people without getting like wasted but you could drink a cheap beer and then an expensive beer yeah in the same sitting yeah, but what I was gonna say about the sporting event is this is a so I went to a I went to a Giants game on last Thursday. It was really fun. It was a good time, man. It was a really good time. Um, went to a Giants game and I'd been reading about this whole thing. So the Giants have this like this built-in uh, beer bar restaurant pub thing, uh, like yeah. on the corner of the stadium. It's called the Public House, and it's actually. Can you see uh, the field from it? Still? No, 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 no. It's no. It's a. Uh, it's external facing. But okay, you can enter the stadium through it. Okay. Oh, cool. So okay, here's the coolest part. So beers in the stadium are like eleven dollars for like maybe maybe you even get like a twenty ounce cup, but it's probably sixteen. Seven o'clock. Um, so I think you get sixteen ounces and it's like eleven dollars. And you can even find if you look hard enough, you can find Lagunitas IPA on draft for that price. But we're still talking $11 for a fucking beer, right? Stupid. Yeah. Um, but you can also choose from like fucking 25 drafts or something, maybe 20 in this place, of good beer. It's not cheap, but it's like $7 for a pint of like a 7% local IPA. You know, like a really good beer. I mean, beer. that's that's like New York prices in general. So like, yeah. that seems cheap to me. But Yeah, and then you yeah. get that in a, and it comes in a plastic cup. Then you can bring that right into the stadium. And no way. You can bring it in? Yep. That's insane. And you can go back and get another beer and go back in if you no. want. No, no, no. So, this sounds too good to be true. Nope. That's what I did on last Thursday. It was awesome. I had I had two beers. I had a, like a fancy burger. The burger was like 16 bucks. actually. It was very expensive. But I was in a fucking stadium, and it was actually amazing. So... I and wonder if they like have some like deal that like superseded some the uh, like beer involvement in the stadium. league or something. Yeah, I would yeah. love to know what that's about. If anybody knows about that, please write in. 
Yeah, I would to love to know about that. It's what's so funny about it is that it's uh, it's not really well practiced or known. It's certainly like the people that were in there. It was packed, you know, pre-game or like I got actually got there like probably in the second inning. And the other reason mm-hmm. that I felt justified, because check this out. This is the other part of it is that I got three tickets, like directly, like in the highest seats in the stadium. Granted, it's a beautiful stadium, and I had a view of the fucking bay. In the where I was, and it was the closest high seats to the uh, this place that I'm talking about, this bar place, um, and they were nine like fifty a piece, and they were awesome. Wow. Yeah, dude, I got them on StubHub. It's great. Wow. Well, so. I've, I mean, I mean, that's that's like you can. I feel like you can always find tickets to like as long as the game. Who were they playing? They're playing the fucking Diamondbacks on a Thursday night, like, and they're losing. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Know? Like, yeah, like that's 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 how you get tickets to things like that. Like, I I went to see the uh, when we were in New Orleans last year, and I had nothing to do. I went to see like a basketball game there for two dollars. <laughs> really? We yeah, we just sat really far up and then moved down because nobody was there. <laughs> that's amazing, dude. That's great. Well, yeah, exactly. You can always do that. I could have probably done that too, and I just was like. I like it up here. And then yeah. we left. And then the game kept going and going and going on. And then they lost yeah. by a point. Or a run. Yeah, I love going out. I love going to big sporting events like that for cheap. Uh, that I, I, My favorite sport is still football, but it's like the hardest one to see. Well, yeah, you like, can't I, do never, that. Yeah. That and soccer, you'll never be able to see live. Like, it just, it, I've gone a few times. Soccer? What do you it, mean? Of course you could. No, in uh, like in England or or in like oh. the World Cup or or in like the either in the Premier or FIFA league, you know what I mean? Because like I was gonna say, leagues. dude, I can get free tickets to the San Jose Earthquakes from my home. Yeah, league. yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, you can get tickets to like Major League Soccer, but I meant more like like where the real soccer players play. No offense to American soccer players in general. You mean still, it's still it's a it's a it's a league. Play. Yeah, it's a it's a. It's a growing league. It'll take it's a it's another like four or five years before it's gonna be like in contention with those. You know, in the way that like I feel like I don't the, think it ever will. It's major never major league baseball. Game. No, maybe not, but but like it's not gonna be like. I don't know. I don't know. There's really no equivalent to like major league baseball or the NBA. Even there are some like minor ones in China and Japan and so on and so forth, but none of them are quite as equal to those. So maybe there will be no competition. Japan, but who knows? It well, it feels like it feels like they keep expanding because they keep bringing over superstars. Like they brought Beckham. They're talking about bringing over like I can't remember who it was, but they were talking about bringing over some other like really big player. And like there's all they need is like a few more superstars to sign on, and then at a certain point, like American soccer will be legitimized, and then you know, younger players will want to do it. And, and it just has to become something that people are interested in. And I feel like yeah, with a dying interest in, like, American football, it's at least possible. Well, that's because it will give you brain damage. <laughs> yeah. And soccer doesn't have those issues. You know what I mean? Yeah, like Not as much, anyhow. Um, but what I was going to say is that bringing over superstars that are superstars abroad is not going to do shit for the American audience. Even if they're really good at soccer, it'll be like, oh, they're really good at this thing we don't care about. That's cool. No, no. It's, the only way Americans are going to start caring is if we start like winning at the World Cup. If we, if we place like high enough in the World Cup, we place like top four, people will start watching. because Yeah, that's be the like, weird thing, is that Americans love the World Cup. That's the only... Th- right? Like, every... Well, 
we love supremacy and it's always a sign that like we're not that good so like the thing is that like i think we only care about things we're good at of like, course yeah. Okay, yeah 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 well like dude, we want to be the best or not at all well think about this right the funny thing about it is the only reason that we're not that we're better at other sports is because soccer is the only sport that's actually really like universal if every other country like had even like a 50 or 20 year history of playing american football probably they would crush us dude i bet the chinese no. would be so much better at america i mean they're smaller but they'd be so much better at america that's kind of racist should we edit that out i feel no, bad at yeah it. <laughs> I mean, we might just, edit that out. But no, yeah, I think speaking, I think your point. Are. I think your point about I think your point about like football in general. That like, I think it would be longer than like twenty or fifty years because I think that's what's actually going on with like soccer right now. But I think that in the long run, like as as sports proliferate, you realize that like there are just select people from different countries who are really good at those sports. It's not like just Americans. But the thing is that Americans want to control those leagues because not like everyone in the NFL or everyone in the NBA and especially the NBA and MLB are from America. There, there's a lot of players right. who are like from other yeah. leagues and countries. yeah, we just take them into our league. Yeah, and that's how we All justify right. calling it the world champion. Um, I have All a right. problem though, Juicebox. I think we might have to cut this episode short because I gotta get going to this dinner though. Right now? Yeah. How soon, Sarah? Well, we gotta talk about the main topic still. So that's the only issue. I mean, do you have? I mean, do you have thirteen minutes? That's what I'm asking. Like, are 13? you leaving? Yeah. I can do thirteen minutes, right, Sarah? Okay. Can I just go to the bathroom real quick? Well, that's going to take off time, man. All right. Well, we'll, then we'll do 12. All right. um, I'm leaving now. Keep talking. I can't hear you. Okay, bye. Okay. Guys, there isn't that much to talk about, to be honest. This is my opinion. And I'm sure Hunter's going to hear this when he listens to the episode, as he sometimes does. Uh, Basically, uh, I feel like talking about any presidential candidates at this point is totally pointless, or at least on the Republican side, because... The main contender, Mr. Uh, he who will be not be named, or at least named until later, has not yet entered the race. So right now we have a bunch of forerunners without a uh, potential candidate really among them. Which I think is what Hunter's going to talk about, but we'll see when he gets back. Uh, I'm going to pretend as if I didn't say anything during this time, and uh, we'll see if he, uh, if he has anything to say immediately about the candidates because i feel like he's gonna jump on like ted cruz Rand paul um so on and so forth before even mentioning uh i think we all know who we're talking about the oligarchy and all um yeah and and on the democratic side i mean is there even a contender for hillary clinton (sighs) is there probably not at least not right now I keep hoping Elizabeth Warren's going to run, but she won't. Anyway, that's a whole other topic. Today we're talking Republican presidential candidates. And at the sound of the beep, I'm hoping Hunter will return. Hunter? Nope, still in the bathroom. Didn't quite make the 12-minute mark there. Oh well. So is life. So, audience, do you think there's anyone within the Republican or Democratic presidential race or uh, upcoming race who who would make a decent candidate? Because uh, that's a, an even bigger issue for me hey, than what up, who would what make up, a good Republican candidate. Okay, hey, Hunter is back. Let's hear what he has to say. Hunter, 
what uh what's going on with your feelings about the uh republican presidential candidates Mm, excellent question, Juicebox. Um, they're all, I mean, they're all a bunch of clowns, but you mean besides that, right? Yeah, specifically. Yeah, okay, so I guess we have to take our, take our like, true feeling hats off and put our, like, soulless analyst hats on. Um, mm-hmm. And I guess what I'll say is that obviously Ted Cruz is not going to win. And he, he, represents- he is the least viable candidate of the pack. Well, so far, but what's that guy's name? Ben Carson, right? The doctor? Is he going to run again? Yeah, probably. Or no, yeah. I don't remember what his name is. But anyhow, so... No, I think that's his name. I think that's his name, the one who... Uh, the black he, doctor he guy. Like, yeah, black doctor guy who has said some crazy things. Oh, in yeah, well, they all have. Him. So, um, and with that, now we know that Rand Paul is going to run... And it's funny because he is way better positioned than his father ever has been, had been ever, 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 ever. Right? I feel like yeah, no one ever talked about Ron Well, he's, Paul. he's much more moderate, in, at least in the policies he professes. Although I, I read an article recently that said that his brother apparently said that his policies, uh, while, while his implementation of how the policies would, uh, ugh, let me say that again. While the way that he would implement his policies would be different than his father, the basic philosophy behind them is identical. Mm. That they disagree on very little behind closed doors, if mm. anything at all. I want to tell you real quick, off topic, that I just um, did a little taste with the lady on the way back from the bathroom of some new beer. And I showed you it. It's the Sculpin by Ballast Point, the grapefruit edition. Yeah, I actually saw that at uh, Whole Foods today. I was mm. thinking about uh, picking up a bottle. It's, it's so good? good. Yeah. All right, we'll have to get that next. Mm. You know what? What? So I had the uh, the jalapeno one last night. Yeah. And you know what I would do is I would blend them. I would do both. Mm, that sounds that, really good, actually. That would be the ultimate, because it's the same base beer, just one is made with grapefruit. And one grapefruit is jalapeno. jalapeno. Yeah. Sounds awesome. Mm. I Let's love the spicy it. one. The spicy one was nice and spicy, though, dude. I gotta say, it was awesome. We, I'm gonna get made, both and try it. Yeah, do it. We, we made uh, we made burgers, and then I had a little burger and some spice. All right, whoa, whoa. Okay, Off so topic. Republican Not candidates. Yeah, Republican yeah. candidates. All right, so Ted Cruz is super interesting just because he really is like tax tax far right and. He's a very smart guy. I mean, I mean, there's no question about that. He he's a lawyer. He went to Harvard Law. Um, yeah, but he's Canadian. That's like his. I mean, that, and he's also Canadian. That's so funny. That's a huge problem for him. Like well, uh, on it, that side. Like I mean, everybody. No, it's not actually a problem because people are gonna let it go because born to you know it's like natural born no. citizen. Born to American. I, I don't think it's like a. Yeah, I don't think it's a problem. Like it's a problem that anyone like really cares about but people know that if they elect that person as the candidate for the republican ticket that it's gonna look super hypocritical and that a lot of people there will be people who don't vote for him because of it you think so yeah i do think so because i think there are some people who are like convinced that you're affiliated with anyone like people question jfk over his catholicism remember we talked about this on like the first episode oh well yeah i think that's more justified than canadianism to be honest (laughs) yeah yeah oh yeah for sure i don't think anybody knows what the canadians think at all but i feel like there are 
Ted Cruz has a few issues like that that'll like take out certain small demographics and then the whole thing will come yeah. down. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. I mean it's not it's not nothing, I guess. We'll put it that way. But what's so funny, here's what I just wanted to say, is that if if Obama was born in Kenya to an American yeah. woman, yeah. think about that. Think about that for a second. That's what pisses me off about this whole thing, is that it's not gonna but be a big deal as it shouldn't yeah. be. But it would have been a big, huge. It would have been not. He would have been non-electable. Period. No, for sure. And I and I almost feel like that's why it's not going to happen. Uh, with and that's what I mean about the Canadian point is that it's just going to be thrown at him by the media so many times because of of things he said and other people have said about like electing Obama if he had been from those places or or well, a billion other. Pre- it just looks. It just looks bad. But to be fair, now that I said what I said, like I still agree with you, um, but. Canada is not as scary to the average American as Kenya is, right? Canada Canada is like the most benign. It's like the definition of benign. Like literally it is the cliche benign country. It's like, oh, True. that's so Canadian. But does does he speak <laughs> French? No, I don't think he's from I don't I mean he was born there and I don't think he was in Quebec. Well. But maybe he was. I know. I'm, these are crazy questions. Anyway, yeah, but Doesn't he's matter. he's got All some right. other issues. He's kind of an idiot, so that's like a whole other thing. Well, but he's not. But he is. Um Okay, so officially, besides Rand Paul, Rand Paul's interesting because he has to like kind of like swallow some things from the past in terms of I mean a lot of things, but specifically like he has to pretend that he's less of a uh, isolationist than he actually is because he's like he like uh, you know has said you know for for many years before this whole thing like. Basically, don't worry about Russia. Don't worry about Iran. Blah blah blah. It's not a big deal. Like guys, we we gotta focus on. You know what I mean? Turn away from trying to be Ameri- the world's police, kind of a thing, which I yeah, tend to agree yeah. with generally. Um, except he's Putin, also Putin very anti-Fed, and I feel like that's gonna be. I mean, I, I feel like the 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 anti-war stance has been is gonna be a problem for him and his base, and I feel as if the anti. Uh, Fed stance will be a problem for him a bit in terms of his finance. Yeah, yeah. I think I think in both positions he's gonna lose um, votes because I I I just think he's he has he has an uphill battle for sure because he has to somehow maintain his libertarian base because that's what got him to this point. Well, see, Uh, I don't think so, dude. Honestly, I don't think so. I think now it's just becoming the most electable candidate and fuck the libertarian base. Um, I think that. That's what I was gonna say. Is that I admire, I admire him by sticking by his, in my opinion, very misguided values. But I, I, I have a feeling, like I have a, a vibe that he's not completely um, subsumed by money quite yet. Which is why I, I'm like, oh, that's admirable. But yeah. I, I think it's short lived, man. There's no question. There's no way that yeah. Can, well, because you can't sustain that. You know, you know, in the current political political climate. Well, that's why he won't. That's why he. I, I guarantee he won't be the candidate because that's well, yeah. that's the thing. Is like if he did have that, I would say like he has what he has what the Republicans are looking for in terms of like the youth and the 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 feeling, but of traditionalism, but at the same time new ideas. Like I think I think that's exactly what they want. But because he's not beholden to money, they won't put him up there. 
Well, I think he is actually beholden to money because I think he's not an idiot. No, I think I think so too, but I think less so than like say Marco Rubio, who's like the other candidate we should talk about because he's the only other one who's announced yet, right? Right. Well, that's the that's the big one. That's the that's the presumed front runner, in my opinion, out of the three. Yes, out of the three, and and presumably like he he'll he'll definitely be up there in the in contention when they're talking about it if at the primaries for sure. Like, I don't think there's any time, like, and he might go up and down. I don't know if there's any scandals in his past that might come out. I really doubt it at this point, but, but I feel as if, uh, <laughs> well, it's not that he's too young. It's just that he's ran too much and he's been too public that if there was something on him at this point, somebody would have used him against him already. Yeah, yeah. Like, we've heard a lot of Christie stuff, for example. If Christie runs, I feel like he's, he's got a lot behind him to fight at this point. Yeah. Um, he's going to run. I mean, it's gonna yeah, he's going to run, but he's going to, he's, I think, I think Rubio's already like ahead of him. Oh yeah. I mean, Bush is going to win, right? The, the nominee. Well, that's, that's, he will not be named. I was actually talking about this before you came back. I said, we were going to talk, go through everyone else and then get to Bush. Cause it's like, that's, that's all there is really at the end of the day. Better than, like, better than democratic though, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, but I almost feel like that's because like. Um, look, I, I feel as if it's going to be like a Bush-Rubio ticket, like, because I, I think Rubio is, like, if, if there's anybody who can contend with Bush, it's going to be him, because he is the face of, like, the future of the Democratic Party, because if they have any Republican. hope, I mean, of the Republican Party, sorry, because they have, if they have any hope of holding seats in Congress and in it's government, it's religious well, it'll be by yes, expanding outside of the the white male demographic. It has to be a ma- it has to be a woman. It has to be somebody who's not a rich white male, because no, if, well, they, know, without, they know that. Yeah, and without that, and and literally every other candidate we've talked about is. So it's just not there's in in that way there is no other candidate. So he's got to be on the ticket. Except Ben yeah. Carson. Except crazy old Ben Carson. Yeah. Well, Huckabee's gonna run. Santorum's gonna run. Uh, Turtle McConnell's gonna run. Yeah, that's what I was gonna. I I can't wait for McConnell. Like that's that's the one I'm really excited about because I can't <laughs> I can't imagine him in a debate scenario where he's just not where he says well, anything of importance. Well, in my humble opinion, <laughs> he's I just gonna be. Play, like whenever he talks normally, he's just deploying like rhetoric over rhetoric. It's just like it's basically et cetera, et cetera's. And so I feel as if his debate points would just be him trying to like not lose the job he already has. I don't think he has. He knows he can't really make a run for this, right? Yeah, yeah. Juicebox, I gotta go, dude. Can we finish this All later? Right. Yeah. Well, yeah. Maybe we'll do a part two. We got. Yeah. We still. We can talk about Hillary Clinton and stuff. We got other candidates to talk about yeah. on the other side. No, that was that was good. I did not run out of stuff to go, but I realized I got to put socks on before I leave the house, so it's gonna take. A no, minute that's cool. So. That's cool. We got it in. All right, this is Henry and Hobbs out. We're gonna tell uh, next time Hunter story time. Gotta story time it. next time and hip hops and Henry. We'll talk about that also. Well, what yeah, in our deleted Kendrick Lamar episode. Yeah, it's a really good album. You guys should go listen to it. It's solid. Yeah, everyone get that. Yeah, check it out. We'll yeah, we'll talk right. about it next time. Alright, peace. Bye. Henry and Ops. 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 It's not safe, it's not safe, dog. Okay. Hey, watch the wolf suit.